0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the upper hand fantasy podcast. Now here's your host Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto.
1: So Mel Kiper had, you know, the Titans trading up to potentially take Richardson at three, right? Um, and then the Colts, you know, they're sitting at four, McShay had them trading up one spot to number three, which I think is a very likely scenario because they wouldn't want to take any chances if they have their guy, right? So, like, let's say they love Anthony Richardson way more than Will Levis. A -hmm. team can come in right ahead of them with Arizona because Arizona isn't drafting a quarterback at three. So a team can pull up ahead of the Colts, take Anthony Richardson, and if they don't like Levis, then they're fucked, right? And now (laughs) now what do they do? Now what do they do, right? I think that it's you know it's up to them to say like, hey, let's move up to number three, let's not take any chances, um, and let's grab our guy. If their guy is Anthony Richardson, there you go. If their guy is Will Levis, I don't think they have to the trade up, right? No. Um, at, at all. So that's that's the scenario there, and I think you know at the end of the day, the Colts are you know. Gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what the Colts do, what the price is to move up one pick. And I think the mm-hmm. price is going to be more hefty than you think uh, because oh, yeah. they know exactly you know who the Colts are going to be drafting. Um, now, Daniel Jeremiah um, had the Cardinals staying put at three and the Colts still being able to get Anthony Richardson at four. And uh, Runner from PFF also had the Colts staying put with no trade-up. Uh, going with Anthony Richardson at four. So we had three out of our five analysts that were talking about um, draft experts You know, being able to say that, hey, it looks like Anthony Richardson is going to be a Colt this year.
0: Right. Yeah, so for me, Anthony Richardson's great. Will Levis just feels like a Colt to me. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. And this is the other <sighs> thing I think I that's it. working against the Colts here, especially moving up to three if they want to get Anthony Richardson like that. I'm thinking about the Cardinals looking at, okay, are we going to trade this third pick to the Colts who are just a pick behind us? Or are they going to look down the board and be like, there's other teams that are asking. I'm sure there's going to be other teams on the line saying, Hey, can we move up? We want to draft this guy. Like uh, Kuiper has, you know, the, um, the Titans moving up. They're going to get a lot more out of a trade with the Titans than they are going to get with the Colts. Um, so I think about that. This is a mm-hmm. team that's in a rebuild. The Cardinals, like they need to get as many picks as they can and we just watched, and I'm sure I, I've read about this all over the place. They've, they've made these connections on pretty much every website that you have. Um, yeah. The guy from the 49ers came over, and he's now with the Texans. Right. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he's a head coach. So they were the ones that traded, had a very similar trade um, in 2020. Was it 2021? Yeah, for Trey Lance, where they moved a bunch of first-round picks and capital yep. like that to jump eight or nine spots. And this is almost right. the exact same situation. Um, so, I, I think I could see that being the case, that kind of thing playing out. The Cardinals are going to look at that type of trade and you look like we're going to pick up like a second round pick. Maybe agreed. a first round pick, you know, for the Colts. And, I don't think they're getting a first round pick. And for also, the Colts like,
1: pick. they're going to get whichever guy they were going to be thinking about getting at three, they're going to have it at four. So, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. They're still going to get their guy. Right. So, like, yeah, a, agreed. Like, the pricing, the price is going to be way more if they choose a team to you know, trade up for wherever they go. So the Colts, it's like the Cardinals kind of like hold all the leverage here. You know, I think they have one of the best spots, you know, in this draft right now because they could, because, you know, Anthony Richardson's a very intriguing prospect for a lot of teams and a lot of QB needed teams would love to move up there. So we'll see, man. You know, I think Richardson, you know, has the ceiling of a player who is worth trading for. Yeah, I don't think that Will Levis is worth trading for. Right no. and if you look at um, the a couple mo- a couple of these mock drafts for Will Levis, Todd McShay uh, had the Bucks trading up from 19 to 14 to get Levis, assuming that Levis is going to fall to 14. I think it's very possible that he does fall right. to 14. Um, but just trading up for Levis, I think we were talking about this before, is
0: interesting. Yeah. Now. That's not the least feasible thing that we've seen in these mock drafts. I could see that <laughs> happening. When you're sitting there as a Bucks with Baker Mayfield as a presumable starter for week one, Will Levis looks pretty attractive. You know, if you can trade up and go get right. him, that, that's good And, and by the
1: way, D- Daniel Jeremiah had Will Levis going to the Bucks at 19 without even moving. So that's another right. interesting note. But anyway, go ahead.
0: I, I, I think that's going to be where he eventually – he's going to end up. Maybe not the Bucs, but just yeah. in that range. You know like what I'm I saying? Say. I don't think he's going early with the rest of these quarterbacks. Like there's obviously the line drawn between CJ Stroud, Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. Then there's a big tier gap. And then there's Will Levis. And some people have Hendon Hooker in that Will Levis tier too. I don't really see it, but that, that, right. that's just me. Um, yep. But with Will Levis, I think if he goes to the Buccaneers, he'll be fine. I don't have very high expectations for him, but I don't think that's the worst landing spot possible for him. Um, I'm not going to be too intrigued as far as starting him this season, unless he really lights it up. We'd be having a different conversation if he was in the draft last year because obviously he had a much better year in 2021 than he did 2022. But I think that Will Levis at 14, 19, anywhere outside of that top 12 or 13, I think makes the most sense. And then that brings us to Lance Derlein's mock where he has the Texans moving up to take him at seven, which makes absolutely no sense at all. Like, if if oh, there's so much wrong with this mock. It, it makes me very annoyed. There's no way Will Levis is going to go at seven. Um, no one's trading up that high for him, let alone the Texans. It, it's just a mess of a mock on that one. Not like,
1: only that, though, that means you're also passing up on who you know wh- whoever the Panthers pass up on, right? Like, so like if the Panthers right. choose C.J. Stroud, then you're passing up on Bryce Young, and if they no. choose Bryce Young, you're passing <laughs> up on C.J. Stroud, and then you're gonna give up capital to go get. Will Levis fourth, like
0: maybe the fifth best quarterback in this class.
1: <laughs> and 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 not only that, like I don't I don't even like Will Levis, I don't even think he's that good of a prospect. Like, you know, where you, you know, somebody who, you know, is the kind of mistake prone, like doesn't make good decisions. He has an arm, definitely. Like he can make a yeah. lot of the throws that you need him to make and he can make some big plays, has a you know, big, you know, I don't know if you saw him recently, but dude, the the dude gained like 30 pounds of muscle. In the past like, oh, really? month before the combine, dude is jacked. He is That's jacked, crazy. which probably it must means be that, that mayonnaise
0: his... in his coffee, which probably
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and and the bananas that he eats whole. Um, <laughs> but like the, all that muscle that he packed on, like has to mess with his throwing ability a little bit, dude. Like there's yeah. no way, like the pliability is probably an issue at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady's probably rolling. I was gonna say rolling in his grave. He's not dead yet. He's just dead rolling in sleep. football terms. Just asleep. Yeah, That's just, all. just asleep. Not the
0: grave. His <laughs> <laughs> football grave. Jesus maybe. Christ. Uh, Dallas Burge. No. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Dallas Burge. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. about it. You know nice man. I
1: I I just I laid that up for you. You just slam dunked it. Love yeah. it. But That's but
0: exactly. but with Will Levis, I don't. Uh, this is a terrible comp, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Where did we hear about like you know questionable decision making and a strong arm before and teams a team moving up to get yeah. him? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it scares me. Because if he ends up being something like that, like we heard these same types of things for Patrick Mahomes going into 2017 draft. Yeah. And they're saying this about Will Levis. I feel like people are just kind of leaving him out because Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and all these quarterbacks are here. Anthony Richardson is the next hot thing, flavor of the month. That might get him drafted higher than maybe he should be. I know he has the tools, but um, he, like we said, he needs to sit a year. Will Levis might be a sleeper for me. Like obviously he's not going to be i don't think he's gonna be fantastic for in year one but if he ends up going somewhere um where he could sit that wouldn't be a bad thing um especially with um it, but in this in this mock where he goes to the texans he'd be starting right away i don't trust that at all and like we talked about there's no team picking that needs a quarterback that's going to pass up bryce young or cj Stroud. like i think both of them th- there's no way and how many times are we going to say there's no way with the Zerline mock <laughs> you
1: yeah, know so many times <laughs> It, it, it's it, we're going to talk about a few of those things at, at this point. Um, all right, let's see. So, we, you know, we, we mentioned JSN as well, right? Like, you know, three of these guys had him go into the Titans. Uh, Mel Kuyper had him go into the Texans. That's the one that we want mm-hmm. to happen, assuming that they do end up taking a quarterback at two. Um, and then the Seahawks, was this is an interesting one from Renner. He had the Seahawks moving up from 20 with the Patriots, who's sitting at 14, uh, to take JSN. But here's the thing with that. I just don't think he's going to make it past the Texans. He I don't think he's going to make it past the Titans and I don't think he's going to make it past the Jets. I think no. I I think the offensive line um is you know something that the Jets want to make sure that they have. Um mm. you know going into the season especially with Aaron Rodgers, um you know make sure they have that those tackles set up. McKay Beckton looking good, but you can't really depend on him, right? He's shown right. that he's not dependable, right? So I think It'll be a cherry on top if he's good to go. and He lost the weight, and he'll be good to go. And he still has a mm-hmm. big body, just not as you know wide. Um, but now, at this point, do you go with the offensive tackle? You know, you tackle of your next ten years, or do you take someone like JSN, reunite him with Garrett Wilson, and now you know Aaron Rodgers has one of the best receiving cores in the league, right? And yeah. that's 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 what you think about. So I, I, I'm saying all of that just to say that I don't think that JSN is going to be available to the Seahawks at 14.
0: No, I don't think that's the case either. And you talk about the Jets. I was looking at the Jets as a spot, you know, for JSN. That's where he's going to bottom out. Because if JSN's there on the board and the Jets are sitting there, I think this is like a C.D. Lamb type pick where they have absolutely no need a wide receiver to go this high, but they're going to take him anyway just because he's that type of player. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that would definitely be where he bottoms out. And like I said, most of our guys have him going 11 or 12 um, to – tennessee or in houston in the one case so i I think that there's no way that he's gonna drop that far out there were rumblings that he obviously early early on before the combine that he might fall a little bit look further in the uh first round than it looks like he's going to now but um yeah this move for seahawks it's a cool thought but it's just not going to be Something that we're gonna see happen on draft night.
1: I, I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna make it past that 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 point, especially because like wide receiver is a valuable position. So when you have somebody yeah. like like JSN c- coming in, I think it's just a situation where teams aren't gonna pass up that talent, you know, at this point. Yep. Um Okay, picture
0: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Now, I want to talk about the tight end position real quick. I want to pivot to that because, you know, coming into the into draft season and, you know, coming into, you know, if you look at over the last couple of years, Michael Mayer has been, you know, a, a, almost a household name at this point if you watch college football, right? Yep. He's literally one of the best tight ends in the nation, if not the best. But he has been, you know, mocked to later in the first round, you know, mm-hmm. a favorite, you know, for the Cowboys. And, and yeah. if you can't <laughs> see Zach right now, but Zach is crossing his fingers. It seems like he wants it to happen. Yep. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and Renner from PFF all have him going to the Cowboys at 26. They all agree on that one. So it seems like there is something in the air uh, when it comes to that. Jeremiah, General Jeremiah has Michael Mayer, the Cowboys passing on Michael Mayer to the Saints at 29. By the way, looking at these mocks, there is no secret that the Saints are looking for a tight end. <laughs> it's right. very possible yeah. that they get either Mayer or Kincaid. But I want to talk about Kincaid real quick because Dalton Kincaid Seems like he is the consensus number one tight end off the board right now. All five of our guys have him as the first tight end off the board and not mayor. Something that you probably wouldn't have seen coming, you know, before draft season. Um, Mel Kuyper has him going to Mel Kuyper and Lanzerline Both have him going uh, to the Packers at 15. Uh, It seems like the Packers are also in need of a tight end judging by these mocks. These guys kind of are in the, in the know. It seems like they, they are looking for for that position. They do Mm -hmm. need that position, right? Um, Maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't love tight ends as much, but you know, Jordan love might. Um, And you know, it's kind of like a safety blanket, you know, for their young quarterback and to kind of help him with his, you know um, with his, with his development a little bit. So you have him and then, you know, if it's not the Packers, uh, Renner has him going to the Chargers. They're also a team that needs a tight end. You have the Commanders at 16. Daniel Jeremiah has Kincaid going to the Commanders at 16. And then McShea has Kincaid going to the Jaguars at 24. You know, keep in mind that Evan Ingram isn't necessarily a long-term play for the Jaguars right now. He just the franchise tag. So most likely he won't be back with the team in 2024. So, just curious to think, you know, curious curious on, on, on your thoughts on the position. To me, um, you know, it seems like there's a, a little bit of a gap between these two guys right now. But for me, mm. it, it's a lot closer to me between these two guys than what it seems like on the board here. And I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Mayer, despite what all these maps, all these mocks are saying, that mm-hmm. if Mayer is actually the number one tight end off the board.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. And I think it comes down to the NFL kind of shifting to, you know, the flashy offense. It's not so much hand in the dirt, blocking type of tight end. That's what Dalton Kincaid is. He's athletic. You know, he's big. I kind of compare the way he's going to play to Darren Waller. He's not going to do a whole lot of blocking. He's going to do a lot more receiving than he is blocking. And that's what Michael Mayer is. He's like the entire package. He'll be an extra offensive lineman for you if you need him. But he's also going to be super productive in the passing game. And I obviously like Michael Mayer for the Cowboys. I, I, I'd rather have Dallas take Bijan or JSN ahead of him, but I don't think either of them are going to be there on the board at that point. So Michael Mayer is pretty much my guy at this point, but Michael Mayer is like the old school tight end where he can line up block for you. He'll be productive in the past game. That's why I look at it. And people are valuing Dalton Kincaid Kin- Kin- higher than that because they see him as like this elite pass catching tight end. And I, I don't blame them. I I like the fit, you know, for the Packers and the commanders um, with the Packers, you know, Jordan love, they have Christian Watson and Romeo dubs on the outside Um, on the inside. They don't have any other big threats. Uh, Dalton Kincaid would be a big receiver for Jordan love to really just kind of grow with um, in his first true year as a starter. I don't think that'll be bad for him at all. I like that landing spot. I think he could be really productive in terms of fantasy too, if he goes there and the same thing goes for the commanders, not as productive for um, fantasy in terms of, Dalton Kincaid as far as he's concerned but if you want to look at like a potential sleeper in Sam Howell he's going to have if he, they take Kincaid the commanders he's going to have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson and Dalton Kincaid for, like I kind of like that assuming the commanders don't take a quarterback to start over Sam Howell if Dalton Kincaid goes to commanders I'm looking at Sam Howell as really like deep sleeper like he could really do some make some noise because that offense is probably going to be a lot better than a lot of people think um, but yeah you, you, Mike, know,
1: who, you know who's going to make noise this week I mean, I mean, this year, oh, Jacoby set Oh yeah, <laughs> I think so. You think I, he's I think, starting over how? I, I think week one is going to be Jacoby. I do.
0: I don't know. I, I, I mean, so. obviously, how we have a very small sample size with him, but I'm tired of living in the past and. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Know you. Know what I mean, I, like, if I you ask me what, what, I what I want, have and I, I, agree. I don't think the. I don't think the Commanders are expecting to compete, compete this year, but definitely they're at a point where they can see what I would just see what you have and how use this season Dude, to do that. They have a they can really continue good wide receiver.
1: They have a really good wide receiver trio there, and it's like yeah. almost a waste. It's like get, like I want to see a quarterback on that team to so sling it to these guys. I feel like all of them are capable of one thousand yard seasons. You know, like I mm-hmm. want it to happen. Um, yeah. I would I love it. um. And, you know, they got a, a new offensive coordinator coming over from Kansas City, Eric Bieniemy. That should be fun to watch, you know. So um, if Kincaid ends man. up going I'm there. I'm telling you,
0: he could be no, the guy. No. That's that's
1: just my Listen, opinion. No, I agree. And, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I want Sam Howell to be the guy because I think, you know, like he, he was – I think he was underrated coming out. You know, he had a great year. He had a great junior season. When he had a weapons, his senior year, he didn't have any weapons, and he was just running the ball the entire time. The fact yeah. that he has that ability, too, intrigues me also. You know, But like you said, small sample size. Last year, he looked good, man. He looked really mm-hmm. good. So let's see.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.